Welcome to Change the Narrative. I'm your host, J.D. Fuller, an African-American, licensed psychotherapist, professor, diversity coach, consultant, and author. We talk about the isms. We talk about the phobias, anything that marginalizes and oppresses. Everything we are not and everything we are is because of fear. Through a mental health lens, we'll have difficult conversations with celebrity guests, political activists, and everyone in between. Our mind will tell us whatever we want to believe, but the truth lives in the body, and that's where change occurs. Are you ready to change the narrative? Buck Angel's message of empowerment through self-acceptance combined with the mission to encourage everyone to be comfortable in their own skin, whatever that means to them, has struck a passionate chord with people around the world. Buck was born female on June 5, 1962. He never felt female and struggled through life until he had the life-changing opportunity to transition from female to male and finally live life authentically. He had many obstacles during his transition mostly due to no information for transitioning for FTM transsexuals. Since then he has managed to live his truth and he continues to help to educate the world with his story. His mission is to inspire people to redefine gender and to foster a new generation as they discover the fluidity of sexuality and navigate gender politics. His message, it's not what is between your legs that defines you, has sparked many conversations and open minds. Buck is a truth teller and he is here to share his perspective and experience today on Change the Narrative with J.D. Fuller. Welcome, my friend. Hi. <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> I miss you too. So happy to have you here today, Buck. For the one person who doesn't know who you are, will you please summarize your journey to becoming Buck Angel before we proceed? <laughs> Sure. For that one person, <laughs> probably a lot of you. But that being said, I am a transsexual man. I was born and am a biological female who transitioned to live my life as a man 31 years ago. And, you know, I've been in adult entertainment. I do things like that. But no, I would say that today I advocate for transsexualism and to get back on track of what that really means. And also for kids, because I do not believe kids should be transitioning. So I'd, I'd say my, my, my vocal point at this time in my life is really advocating for children not to be transitioning. Okay, don't jump ahead. We're going to get into it all. <laughs> okay, so, so look, I love you for many reasons. But one is because you stand in your truth as a transsexual man. Why do you think people in the community are so angered by that? <laughs> you know, that's a great question. And, and community, I'm going to use at this point loosely because I, you know, I come from the community and I think our community from mm -hmm. many, many years I've been in that community and I always did feel a part of that community. And community to me means a very diverse thought process, a very diverse opinion. And today we don't have that. Today you have to think one way. So why I think I'm kind of put on a sort of space that people don't like me is because I do exactly what you just said. I speak my mind, I stand my ground, and I don't agree with everything coming out of that community. Yes, you do. And I appreciate it. Thank and, you. you know, while while we're talking about kind of where people are at, you know, the liberals are getting real demanding about teaching kids their pronouns as soon as they start talking, or so it seems. When do you think these conversations about your pronouns should happen and, and should they happen in school? Well, for a straight up answer, no. But that being said, of course, I'm always looking for the nuance and things. And I believe that life isn't black and white. And I do believe there are things that can be done and and said to young people that might benefit them. But but in specifically in a school system, I think all of the things that are happening today, such as pronoun usage, keeping information away from parents, things like that are devastating for not only children, 
not only parents, but the LGBT community. I think it is not okay to be teaching children things that are on some level just a fad and are not reality. And it's dangerous to tell kids that they can easily just change who they are at the blip of a switch and that everyone's going to be okay with it. And I think they're teaching children lies and deceit and also bad behavior. <laughs> so when when you hear that, you know, schools are inviting kids, say, in, you know, lower school or even or middle school even mm -hmm. to start identifying, like, what is your pronoun? I mean, you didn't you didn't have that. I didn't have that. We nope. just we figured it out. Is there something we're missing as elders in the community <laughs> as to why this is such a, a thing right now? And I mean a thing, man. These yeah. are like these are debates. When do That's we right. start teaching kids or asking kids what their pronouns are? Because I believe that there's a bigger agenda attached to it. I actually don't think it's for the benefit of the children. I think there's a larger, not, am I, do I want to use the word evil? I don't, I don't think so, but I'm looking for a word around something to that effect. There's a bigger agenda, and I do believe it's an agenda. Since when are we talking to kids? And since when do we need kids to talk about their pronouns and that they can be in whoever they want and that they can change their sex. They're telling them that they can change their sex, which is a complete total lie. And when are we, when have we been so concerned with a child knowing who they are at 11? You know, if nobody also knows, I'm also a dad and I have an 11 year old son and I'm around kids and I coach and I'm there. And I also, I'm a transsexual who disagrees with this because like you just said, you and I found our space. We might have struggled, but again, I'm always going to tell you that struggle is one of the most important things you must do as a human being and as a child. Because if you tell a child they're one thing and then they grow up and they decide that they're something else, it's the same thing you do when you tell a kid that they're all straight, right? Not all kids are straight and not all kids are gay. They're going to be something in between. They're going to they're going to find that space. But it's not fair to to tell kids who and what they are and that they have to be that 11 or 12 years old. So. And, I, you know, I want to add to that. There's something about holding space for kids to figure out their identity. There's something about, you know, a kid is confused or acting out or starting yeah. to use language and creating an, a holding space to have these conversations. You and I are not saying that. That's right. Right. That's right? right. But that's what people hear. That, people hear because that they want to hear it. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm saying, right? Yeah. They they hear us saying that and that that is not what we're and then you're nope. you know, you're you're helping kids be depressed if you don't engage in conversations about their identity at early ages. I, I'm just I feel like I need a new book for therapy because I, I'm missing <laughs> some. No, don't. You are what a therapist is all about. By the way, I just want to say that I've known you for a long time. I know who you are. I know your intentions. You are an awesome human being. You care about people. That's what therapy is about. Therapy is actually about pushing back. And I disagree with affirmation therapy. That is not therapy. First off, therapy, I'm a therapist. I've been to therapy for, th I still go. 30 years I've been in therapy. And if my therapist does not push on me, I'm getting a new therapist. So now where's this idea that you have to affirm what a child says? No, that child is probably going through some kind of stuff, okay? So yeah, maybe the kid does have dysphoria, maybe, but they're not trans. You cannot shove a kid in a space. And that's, and I'm not saying that they're not trans. I'm also not saying that they're not LGBTQ. I'm saying that they're exploring. They need to explore. They need the room to explore. They need to know that they can maybe say, okay, maybe I am gay and maybe I'm going to change my mind down the road. That's different. That's different. 
but when they when they're sort of exploring their sexuality then saying that I'm a boy maybe doing some kind of drastic puberty blockers medication blah blah and then deciding at tw- the age of 20 that they never were that but now now they have medical stuff attached to it it's different when they're when they're sort of playing around with their sexuality there's no damage done there's nothing they're just doing that but when we start to shove kids into and i think we're shoving kids more into a space of trans than we ever did with gay i never heard anything about gay kids did you no not like this not at all nope nope not and and that was a different time i'll be the first to say it was a different time we weren't having these conversations but what happens when you go so far to the left is you miss the point you miss the exit right that's you know, right. and, and the exit is creating a safe is the safest place you can for kids to explore and and to, like you said, try to figure out who they are. I sat, yes. I sat with kids who, you know, last year they were I am he, they I'm a boy. And this year, like, I'm not sure I may be they. And it's like, you know what? That's fine. But because, you know, people have pigeonholed them into what they were last year yeah. now, they're nervous about trying to figure it out in other ways. People need to become right. less committed to this yeah. idea of what a child needs to know That's before right. their brain is fully developed. <laughs> That's right. And we know from facts, from even though facts don't seem to be part of the situation anymore, we know that kid, you know, kids, your brain does not start growing. I think it's like 23 or 25. 26 is technically the end of of adolescence. There you go. So now we want to block puberty at 11 and then tell kids that they know who they are. But I'm telling you, I'm around an 11-year-old every day. He's changing his mind. What he wants, what he wants to wear, what game he wants to play, who he wants to play with. And I'm like, can you imagine if I just... And he's even coming home saying, we have non-binary people at school. I'm like, what? He said, you're in sixth grade. Why are we even having this conversation? Yes, yes. And... And, and, you know, and just to, to protect you a little bit, you're not saying don't have the conversation. No. If the conversation comes up, kids are That's exposed right. to so much now. They're exposed right. to so much. They're going to get names and, and identities. And if they come in and asking and figuring, you are not saying don't embrace that. And Never. Don't support it. Never. Never. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> I mean, I th- I appreciate that. You know, I, I have a w- female partner. I've been in the gay space. I've been in the trans space. I've been, you know, every pretty much my hands and everything. If you want, want to know. <laughs> but I, I, I never would tell somebody they're not something that they want to explore. Of course, I would encourage that exploration. I think, okay, so to, to really make my point clear here, I'm not saying that kids aren't something in the LGBTQ space. What I'm saying is give kids some time and some energy and some freedom to explore all those spaces. But when you start adding into kids are malleable at these ages, they're so easily influenced. And I'm telling you, when you start telling a kid that they can be a boy when they're really a girl, that's a lie. You, they will ne- I'm not a man. I am a transsexual man. I'm a biological female. And only because of my adultness and by transitioning as an adult, do I even understand what that means? Do you think an 11-year-old can ever understand that this is such a drastic thing to do? And also, when you start to play around with these with these pronouns and these things, they, if you notice, the pronouns have gone to all kinds of things, X, Z, Y, P, Q. That is That actually concerns me because I don't think that's actually healthy because those things don't really exist. 
I stay curious and I also stay questioning. And there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. That's there's right. There's nothing wrong with that at all. That's actually That's right. to have a, you know, conflictual views is actually what we want people to have. That's not right. a problem to internally be conflicted about some things that, yeah. you know, you want to support. But at the same time, you're curious and are questioning. There's right. nothing wrong with that. We have to stop feeling like it's right or wrong. And I, and I start to feel like that as an elder in the community. It's yes. like, you're not on board, so you're wrong. And that's unfortunate. Well, you because that, now we get called old. You know, oh, I get oh. called old. Oh, my God. I've never seen. I, I mean, I actually did. I knew about ageism, but I had no idea. <laughs> now I'm old. I'm 60. <laughs> Shut up, Trampa. You don't know anything. We know everything. I'm like, wow, what happened to life experience? What happened to, oh, you know, X, Y, and Z has lived experience. I have 31 years of lived experience. You know, don't tell me you have how many years of lived experience my in your space. You have so much lived experience. That's in, in what world do we not listen to elders? That's bizarre. This, this world, buddy, this world. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, one of the classes I got into the most trouble for was when you and I teamed up to have this conversation. <laughs> totally. I love you. Man, and I, that is the last time I taught in the wow. LGBTQIA cohort because Good. they didn't like that I centered my blackness and they didn't like that I opened conversations about gender identity. That's I right. was homophobic and I oh, was God. like, Zion and racist. Are... And oh <laughs> yeah. my God, I can't even imagine what you got called. You're the most awesome. I'm going to keep saying it. You are the most awesome. I feel very happy to be connected to you. You teach me a lot about black. You teach me a lot about racism. You teach me a lot about how we're going to get through all of this. It's, you have a very important voice in, in this arena. And you, I just want to let you know when people do that, they're scared of you. They're scared of you. It's not that, that you're doing something wrong. It's that they're scared of how, the power that you have. Well, and isn't that what, you know, blackness is in America? It's the fear. It's it's fear, right? And so that's just perpetuated when you offer strength in your your perspective. I'm with you on on that fear base. So I want to talk a little bit more about your feelings about gender affirming care. care. Can you explain what that is for people who don't know? Well, today, gender affirming care is created to help people who want to transition like myself from from female to male or male to female or all the in-between things. So what it, what it means is a hormonal care, supposedly therapy, but I disagree because it's affirmation therapy. So it's anything that has to do with helping somebody get into the trans space. Could be hormones, medication, therapy, acknowledging all, all of those things. And I do think it kind of mostly connects to medicalization. Okay. And so when people say to you, well, before I do that, before I do that, you have said that kids have to go through puberty. Yes. Talk about that. Well, you know, I'm here's here's what I also want to be honest about. I was actually pro puberty blockers a while back. And then I, I, because I thought, wow, you know, maybe when I was a kid, if I transitioned, it sounds so yummy, right? It sounds so (laughs) like an ice cream cone. It sounds amazing. (laughs) I want to try that. So, of course, in my brain, I'm thinking, wow, you know, because I was a tomboy, it would have been so awesome. I could have just moved forward. But then as people started throwing things to me like, Buck, wait a minute here. You should look at these statistics. You should look at these facts. And I am that guy who will literally read stuff and change my mind. So anyway, I got all of this information from people who were like, no, this stuff is bad. So I started doing my due diligence and I found that it's actually insane to do that to kids. And I base my opinion on a factual space. And so I realized that 
by not going through puberty, you are causing so many long-term health problems for this child. The thing with the puberty blockers is this, that people seem to keep missing is specifically for physical characteristics. That's all puberty blockers are for. They're not for mental health care. Trans is in the mind. It's not in the body. Trans is a mental disorder. You have to take care of the mental space before you take care of the physical space. So they're saying that if we block puberty, we block all the physical characteristics of male and female and that little girl can grow up with more masculine traits and that little boy can grow up with more female traits. But that's just actually not true because there's a lot of long-term health problems that they're not talking about that come, you know, sterilization comes with that, by the way. That's non-consensual. A child isn't consenting to sterilization and a child isn't consenting to not having certain types of body parts grow Mm -hmm. or brain growth. We just said it, brain growth, 26, you're blocking brain growth, right? And half these kids are now autistic, just by the way, that's also a statistic in here. Many wow. of the children who are transitioning are autistic. Wow. Okay. This is so controversial. And, yep. and yep. it's it's controversial for a lot of different reasons. I guess the one thing that surprised, it's, I don't know, if it, I think it's, it doesn't surprise me, but it, it's kind of sad that the minute you, Buck, decide, you know, share facts that you know or your research, you're immediately yeah. told that your research is outdated. That's right. That's right. You know, and that you need something more more progressive. What does that mean? You need to read something that's going to make you agree? (laughs) Well, what it means is they don't want to listen, right? What it means is that they want to be they want to be the ones who say everything. And what what it also means is they're not also willing to find the the nuance or or have a have a debate with me. They just shut me down. That says to me, you don't have facts. I'll debate anybody. You know that about me. I will have a conversation with anybody about all of this. And many people won't have. They just shut me out. So that says to me, okay, you're not so powerful and you don't really know what you're talking about. So all the stuff I have is very recent, by the way. So yeah, they have stuff from back then, but more recently, because they've been doing more research on this. So more recently, if nobody knows, all of Europe has shut down giving any medication to children. They've shut down gender-affirming care for anyone under the age of 18. That should tell you a lot right there. They were the first to do it. They're the ones who have all the research on it. Netherlands did a 30-year study and decided that, nope, we should not be giving kids puberty blockers. This does not help them. It does not make them move forward. And they shut it all down while the U.S. ramped it up. So you tell me what's going. Wow. I have to take a breath on that one. Yeah, it's scary. It is. It's very scary. And, you know, you and I have talked about the idea that, you know, when when I when I came out when I was younger, Mm. you know, we got harassed for Uh, being a masculine of centered woman. I mean, harassed. Talk about going into the bathroom Uh, and 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 trying to get through the ladies line and how (laughs) how they treated us. Man. Oh, man. Right. So, I mean, and this was, you know, prior to your your full transition, you know what I'm talking about. So it's 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 concerning to me like how it's gotten so, so binary, the thinking, yeah. when, when we're, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, it's either mm-hmm. right or it's wrong. And that's so concerning because if we're talking about kids' lives, if we're talking about right. kids' futures, shouldn't we open up these conversations and have them with the possibilities of what could yeah. be, you know, yeah. figured out? Well, yes, that that's the exact correct thing to do. And we've done that with all kinds of things in 
you know, in the past, all of a sudden. So that's why I'm telling you right now that I have a bad taste in my mouth about what's happening, especially in the trans community. There is this way that you have to be or you're not trans or you're not part of the trans community. If you don't agree with the current narrative. You know, I guess I, I'm going to equate it to being sort of a person of color, right? And you might not agree with the majority voice out there. Then what do you consider, right? An Uncle Tom, all kinds of things you get called. Yeah, it, yeah it's, you know, because you're not agreeing with the mass of, of that community. I'm not agreeing with the mass of this community because I see right through it. Number one, number two, who, who, I'm going to ask you this question. Who is the leading voice? On all of this transitioning of children, trans rights, trans, who, who do you see as the loudest person in this community with that? Uh, white people. <laughs> white trans women. Oh, yeah. White yes. trans women. Now, trans women are, and this is going to hurt somebody's feelings, oh, but man. I don't really care oh. because oh, I can say Go it. For it. Go I for can it. say it. Biological males. I'm a biological female. Don't get upset. I'm talking about reality here. Now, that being said, you always have to look at these things. My socialization comes from femaleness. And there's a different way of being when you're a female. And there's a different way of being a socializing as male. It doesn't take away their transness. It doesn't take away them being trans women. But the reality of it is these are biological men coming to it with that energy, that energy of shut up. Get out of my way. That's why you don't see a lot of guys like me speaking up because we are biological females and we are taught to be and act a different way. But I've been in, un, in this male space for 30 years that I don't, I think I act probably more masculine at this point, but people have to look at that. Who are the leading voices? Who's putting money into this rich billionaire trans woman? By the way, just do your research. You'll find it all. It's right there. Pritt, I think they're called the Pritt, Pritzkers, the people who run Chicago. The Pritzker family, they have a, one of the Pritzkers is a trans woman billionaire, and she puts money into all of this stuff. Okay, so you've opened up a can of worms, so I'm yep. going to go a little That's bit right. further. Right and, on. and I want to clarify, look, someone is, is not an Uncle Tom because they disagree with me. Someone, someone is a sellout because they have forgotten what it means to be in a black body in white right spaces and right in society. On. And so I, and I hate that they think that it's about disagreeing. No, it's about not supporting standing up for people who look like you when you know damn well this is a racist, white supremacist society. That's so, right. I'm, you know, we're not just saying, and that's the same thing you're saying. You're that's not saying, right. you know, you should be transphobic because you disagree with parts of the community. That's, that's ridiculous. I actually am a trans person who, as you know, advocate for yeah. transition. I've done it for forever. You know, I've traveled the world speaking to all. I've been in Malaysia and, and Indonesia yeah. where they hate people mm -hmm. like me. And I've spoken all over the world for trans rights for adults. OK, there is no such thing as a trans kid. I'm telling you right now, the kid might have dysphoria, no doubt. But stop calling them trans kids, because when you do that, you're so putting them into a space of I'm a trans kid. There's no why. Also, I'm not trans. I'm a transsexual person who lives as a man. Do you see the difference? I don't identify as trans. I identify as a male. That's that these kids are all identifying as trans. That has me concerned. They've taken it on as an identity. This is not an identity. It's a medical condition. So now trans is this new cool hip thing. Trans joy. You see it all over. Trans rights are human. They're like tropes and, and fun things are giving these kids so they feel a part of a group of people. But the problem for me is what happens when they actually 
get old enough to understand I'm not really trans. And you know that's happening. They're called detransitioners. Yeah, you've talked about them. Yeah. Yeah, you've talked about this group. You've touched on something that I, I want to get a little deeper in. You talked about this identity of of transition. Yes. And so there's huge, huge, what do you call it, social media battle where this trans, trans-identified trans black woman, I think, or, wow. yeah, I think it was a black woman, right? Yes. Right. Yes. I am a woman. I am... I am just as much a woman as any other woman. And you you hit on a key component of that. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, this is going to sound, I know, look, we're both going to get in trouble. Let's just do it <laughs> together. You know, I, I've wanted to talk about this idea of what, I, I don't know that it's so wrong for women to get offended by that. I don't know that it's, it's so, not. you know, it's like. It's not. It's right? not. I mean, you I mean can they're be, not women. You know, look, you can be as 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 women, woman as you identify, as much of a woman as you identify, much of a of a of that's right. Your gender identity. I'm not questioning that. But you get into deep, deep, desperate waters when you start comparing yourself to someone who is biologically born a woman and who identifies as a woman. I understand that's the right. frustration mm-hmm. with women who have these conversations and they're like, so basically you're saying our lives are the same. They're not the same. There's and sex saying I'm a- I'm the same as a man. That's why people get so mad at me because I'm so honest. You know that? They can't stand it. The trans community can't stand it. I'm a biological female. Everything says it. On all my children, I'm a, I, I, I'm a female who lives as a male. Oh, it makes people go nuts. And I'm like, well, why are you going nuts? That's You cannot be trans without being understanding your biology. It just—it's like it's weird to me. Like I just don't understand how you cannot understand transsexualism is connected to your biology. You're born a woman. You don't feel that way. You want to transition to live as a man. Opposite, same. You're born as a man. You don't feel that way. You want to transition. You're not a woman. You're a transsexual or trans woman. That means you're a man who feels like a woman. No one cares that you feel like a woman, and no one cares that you want to live as a woman. What we and I am going to tell you I feel a part of is you're disrespecting women and you're saying you are the same as them. That's misogyny, misogyny at its finest. And I say it all the time. If you cared about women, you would care about how they feel about you walking into their spaces. You would care that they are saying, hey, wait a minute, you're not a lesbian. You're a biological male. Like if you want to be welcome to any space, what do you do? You respect that space and you will be welcomed to that space. And I I think it's a distraction from everything else. You know, it's a distraction totally. from everything totally. else that yep. that we want to pit, you know, women yep. uh, against trans women. And we want to argue about it. Like, what is the why? Let's just all agree that we have our own experience and stop trying to. That would be like me telling you that I'm going to live as a white per- person changing <laughs> my skin color and demanding that I totally. am white. Oh, my it's God. Like, just- I changed my skin color, but that's not who I was born to be and that doesn't make me any less white if I choose to identify as white but I'm not going to sit there and say I have the same experience as you in a white body that you've had your whole life but the thing is is that people would agree with with you on that they're not agreeing that these are biological males even the captured by the HRC, ACLU, GLAD, all of them. Everyone's backing. These are women, right? No, come on. Now, I understand what you're trying to say. They want to live as women. All the trans women I know agree with me and you, by the way. They're mm-hmm. all the ones who know who they are, who transition to live as women. They know their biology. They won't go into a space that they feel uncomfortable that, or that will actually make you as a female uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Those are real trans women who actually care about women's rights and understand what women are saying. But then we have this newer 
sort of like very entitled group of people who think everyone just needs to roll over and acknowledge their lies and their deceit. If they were honest, that's why people are okay with me, JD. Mm-hmm. And, and most people are okay with me because I acknowledge you and what I am and what I'm coming to the table with and that I don't want to take your space. I want to coexist with you. That's a big difference. Men don't hate me and men know who I am. But it's different in a woman's space. Men don't feel threatened by me because I'm a biologically female. Women do feel threatened by men for many good reasons, right? And so now we're not listening to women. That's going to make us really be hated. And I've never felt more hated as a trans person than I have right now. That's saying a lot. That's powerful. That's really powerful. You mentioned dysphoria. Will you talk about what it is so people understand? Because you've also said that people misuse the term. That's right. So so dysphoria can come in many shapes and forms, right? So we have something called gender dysphoria, right, which is an actual diagnosis that you can get from from a doctor, which I have an actual diagnosis for, which helped me move on to get medication. So basically my dysphoria was around my gender. I felt like I wanted to be a man and not a woman. And so it's basically this disconnect between what you are and what you want the world to see. And so the minute I put on this sort of costume, which is kind of what it is, I just, my dysphoria is no longer, I don't feel disconnected from you. I don't feel disconnected from the world because everyone views me as a masculine person. So, so now we also have what's called, you know, we have things like body dysmorphia or body, which is getting molded into gender dysphoria. There are two different things. And we know a lot of women, uh, young girls do have body dysmorphia. And like, mm-hmm. that's where like, what, what is it called? Disordered eating. That's right. Disordered eating comes from it. Disconnect from their bodies, right? I think a, a lot of, you would know more than I would, but a lot yeah. of comorbidities and things come from mm-hmm. that. But now we're just equating it to being trans because they don't like their bodies. And that that's not true. That's why you have to go through a lot of therapy before you start to take the road of medicalization. You can't, now we have self-ID. So so I hope that makes sense. That's what di- dysphoria yeah. is. It's a disconnect of, of your physical place and you want mm-hmm. the world to see you as one gender as the opposite gender that you were sort of born into i i appreciate how you language that for people and it's all based in your experience and the education you have and what you've what you've learned so that's, that's why i right. like to get your your Thank perspective you. and Thank just you. for the record i've never heard you claim that humans don't have the right to explore their reality never. and have their gender gender identity affirmed as an adult that's you've never right. said that Nope, never. And so ever. I want to make that clear because that gets mixed up in I don't believe we're we should be transitioning kids early and we should be pushing, you know, identification on kids at an early age. Those are two right. different things. Two different. I don't care what any adult does. I will say it here again and I repeat myself constantly. I don't care what an adult does. That's why we have so laws for kids and laws for adults. If you choose to make a choice and you regret it, that's on you, my friend, because yeah, you have Google and yeah, you have many, I didn't have any of that. Okay. Yeah, right. So that being said, if you're making a mistake, that's on you, adult. And you have many opportunities, more opportunities than I could ever even imagine having at this point in time. But a child needs an adult. That's why we're here. We're here to help these kids grow up to be awesome human beings. And I don't see that in the trans community. It's a complete, you watch, you mark my words. I don't care if people hate me. I don't care what people say about me, but you mark my words. There are going to be so many young people saying I was never trans. I'm not trans. And it's going to be the biggest disaster, medical disaster ever. I guarantee you, I see it. I see the future. I'm standing at a vantage point here that most people don't have. They don't have the vantage point I have. I've been living this life for many, many, many years, and I can see the train wreck, but they don't care. That's the part that's freaking me out. These are kids, people. 
They're not, they're not adults who made a mistake. These are little kids, 14-year-old girls cutting their breasts off and then going, whoops. No wow. one should ever say whoops on something like that. That means they can't ever breastfeed. Many of them are sterilized. They can't have, you know, and do your research on this, people. This is actually happening. They're called detransitioners. How dare we do that to young girls? I want to make it clear that you also are not saying that you 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 oppose kids identifying in a way when they come to it on their own. Because yes. because I want to make that, that nuance clear because people will say, well, this is why so many teenagers are committing suicide because, you know, they can't identify. That's and not and that's, not, that's not the conversation here. The conversation but that's not is- true. Also, they keep using that suicidal ID. It's suicidal ideation, number one, which is different than actual suicide. True. God forbid kids killing themselves. But I'm going to say this right here. They're, they aren't. That that's that other that's gaslighting and manipulating parents, telling them if they don't transition their cut kid, they're gonna kill themselves. That is an actual false thing. No kids are killing themselves. They might think about it, but so do gay kids. So do kids who might be doing other things, not just trans kids. How come it's all about trans kids right now? What about what if some of these trans kids are actually gay kids? What? What do we what what if they're actually wanting to explore their sexuality, but for some reason we're equating that with trans? Because we are. Mm, that's a powerful way to consider it. Yeah, because what if, I'm telling you right now, a tomboy girl could easily grow up to be a gay woman. But Mm -hmm. now all of a sudden, because she's a tomboy little girl, she's trans. That Mm -hmm. sounds very homophobic to me, if you ask me. Yeah, no, I, I, I love the challenges. I really do. I love the challenges and it just, it makes me more curious. And I, and I don't have a hard line, hard line on you know, the research for this specific topic. So I'm not going to act like I do. I get annoyed when people want to debate with you and argue with you and they don't have the facts. That's it's right. Like I don't have the facts. So I'm open to hearing and, and being challenged. I, I very much. But that's why it. I love you. And that's why I think you're awesome. And that's the kind of therapists we need. People like you. You're never saying there could be a trans kid. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't like using that language. Language is powerful. You know that. And also, if you tell kids these things are just being put. TikTok is full of these kids. You don't think that they're all just watching each other? Woo! Some of these kids have a million yeah. followers. Right. Woo, I'm trans, trans joy. And then getting their boobs cut off at 14 and going, look. I mean, we never wanted to show that. That's why I see such a difference. And it's not my age. It's what transsexualism is. It's wanting to blend into the world. It's not wanting to be seen as a trans person. It's wanting to blend in as a man or a woman. They've taken it and twisted it into an identity now. So these kids are showing off their scars and showing off that they look like a man and a woman and they don't know what they are and they're non-binary and they're all these things. You know, I'm telling you that we are not helping these kids on some level. We're, We're giving them this idea that they could just magically change into something when that's just actually not true. We have to be able to have these conversations. And when I, whenever I talk to kids who are questioning, I, I always make it sound fluid. You know, right. this is where right. you, this is where you are now. Right. This is, this is how that's you feel. Right. I want to support you in that and where you are. And mm-hmm. also you can be wanting something else later. It's okay. And if yeah. this is who you stay as how you identify more power to you, I will, you know, be there as exactly. much as I can in your journey while we have this time together. I get concerned when people concretely say, this is who you are. This <laughs> is how it has to be. And so on and so forth. Wow. Okay. I mean, I just find it fascinating to me. I went through, I've been 30 years in therapy and for mm-hmm. a long time. I really work on myself. I still work on, I'm still changing. 
Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm trying to explain to people. Like, you don't think a 16-year-old can just automatically, and, and I do know a 16-year-old who transitioned, and they seem to be super happy, and they seem super focused, but they really did the work. They didn't just transition. They did a lot of therapy. They did a lot of stuff. And I, I just have to be sitting here going, okay, if that's really what you need to do. But I see them going through a system. The problem for me is they're, they're not going through a system anymore. They're literally going to plan parenthood. And in 20 minutes, and this is a fact, 20 to 45 minute intake. Okay, I'll just give you an hour. How about that? An hour intake. They're stamping, rubber stamping this kid and saying, okay, here you go. Here's your testosterone. And wow. that's, that's it. That's what's happening at Planned Parenthood. Wow. That's mind blowing. Disgusting. You said, you mentioned bathrooms. Oh, yeah. I I want you to touch on that real quick. (laughs) (laughs) So we never had an issue at the bathroom. (laughs) So, you know, that's a whole other, a lot of what you're asking me to talk about, which is really great. These are all just gaslighting as far as I'm concerned and all just trying to get people to get all one-sided and crazy. Because I'll tell you what. We've been using the toilet. Trans people have been using the toilet forever. No one said, and what you said earlier, you, you had a hard time. You're butch. You look so super butch. No one could tell. And of course, I remember that. It's uncomfortable. You, mm-hmm. you, you have that experience. But mm-hmm. that being said, now we have this idea. It's, again, the conversation is, if you notice, always about trans women. We're not talking about trans women. We're only ever talking about trans women, trans women in sports, trans women in the bathrooms. Now, that's a very interesting thing to me because it comes down to passing. And if you look like a dude in a dress with a beard and you're not making an effort, sorry, buddy, but you can't use the women's room. And I'm, I'm sorry, but that's just the reality. Women don't feel comfortable. Why are we not listening to women? Why are we only listening to a very small minority of people who are trans and all of a sudden the rights make a third bathroom? Just go ahead, make a non-binary genderless bathroom and give it a stall and everyone will be happy. But, you know, I don't understand this idea that just because you say you're a woman, you get to have all the privileges that women have fought for and that women now feel safe in, in seeing. That That's really my stance. And it's not transphobic. It's being real. And just because you say you're a woman and you don't make an effort, you, that's just not fair. You're not participating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I mean, I think it's powerful. I, I, I really appreciate your perspective. Thank you. Thank you. You know, you talked about this person who was telling kids how to access controlled substances on social media. Talk about how dangerous oh. me, And it's what I'm telling you. When, and again, I sound like an old fuddy-duddy, but it's the reality. I went through a very strict space. I went through a very strict regiment. I had to really work to get that testosterone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, universe. Because it's why I've never, ever, you know me, I've never looked back. I've enjoyed yeah. this journey. It's been an amazing journey because it's safe and sound. And so now, like I just told you, you, you can actually go to Planned Parenthood, I think 16, <laughs> without the consent of your parent, and you can sign a consent form that you know what you're signing, right, you're 16, and you could just get, so now anybody can get testosterone, anybody, you can get it on the internet, you can go and go onto a website, do a little bit of an intake on Zoom and have testosterone sent to your house. These are controlled substances, people. They're controlled substances for a reason. So I see young kids on the internet telling each other how to get these appointments, how to get testosterone. And then one person literally said this, you don't need to have gender dysphoria to be trans. And if you if you can't get, lie about it. They said lie that you have gender dysphoria. It's right there. I have it. I did a whole video. I'm like, what? This is what we need to expose. 
This wow. is exactly the nonsense. T- this is testosterone, people. Everything you see in me my every- will never change back to looking like a woman. This is not reversible. And they keep saying, using those words, reversible. None of this is reversible. None of it. Yet here we are giving it to young people, acting as if you've changed your mind, you can just stop. You know, as we wind down, I want to get to a couple of key points. And one of them is the fact that white liberals and progressives in, of the, in the global, global majority have jumped hard on the trans rights wagon. And in, in most cases, I think it's an amazing concept that we want to, that, that, that we want to be supported sure. in ways. I think the problem is that people are afraid to have these nuanced conversations. That's and right. so, you know, black trans women are, are still the ones killed at the highest rate. So while everybody's jumping on every bandwagon about Mm -hmm. pronouns Mm -hmm. and about trans rights, why do we not talk about the real issue here, which is based in racism? Oh, God, (laughs) because you and I both know. (laughs) People want to skirt that issue real quick. And you're right. Mm -hmm. And and I always say this. How come majority of the young people that are transitioning, the majority of young people that are talking about this are all white, white, middle, upper class? Why is that? Where's all the black? You know, there are black trans guys. I see them. I'm friends with them. I have black trans women friends, whatever. But it's nowhere near the amount that it is in the white space. That says something to me. I don't know what it says, but it says that's a very uneven playing field. And if it's actually natural, then it would be the same amount of black people transitioning as white people. But it's not. It's not. And it's not being fed to the black community the way it's being fed to the white community, if that makes sense. Access to things. Of course, we, you and I both know that. The access for yeah. white people is there before the access to black people. But I have also heard some very disturbing things about trans in the black space and that they're mm-hmm. using black young people as experimental space wow. in the trans. And I'm going to send you a video after we get off here because you yeah. need to see this. It's going to blow your mind. It's actually going to blow your mind. There's an institute in Detroit. That is a LGBT space. I can't remember the name. I totally apologize, but I'm going to get it to you. And supposedly yeah. that's where they're doing experimental trans stuff on young black, poor LGBT stuff on young. Black, oh, my God. Poor. You know, and so there's this thing of, of like, if you say the things we're saying, you are aligned with conservatives. And and I'm the furthest thing from a conservative. Me? I like literally come from like adult entertainment. I like the farthest, but you're right. I get called a right winger all the time. But you're right. I get called. And and there's also a stereotype about the black community not being supportive of of their own. And I don't I don't want to buy into that narrative either. We all have a story and and there are stories to be had. But when it's told within the context of the white narrative, it's always going to appear that black people aren't with black people. And that's problematic for me. It so should be. I, I it should be problematic. It 100% should be problematic because, again, there we are, you know, distinct doing these things without giving, you know, we have to give voice to everyone in, in, yeah. in this community. Your experience as a as a black person is completely different than my experience as a white person. Yeah. And we just acknowledge it. It's not, a, it's not I'm not asking, right? Acknowledge it. You have a completely right. different experience that I right. will never know, that I respect to hear. And that's why we have to listen, people. Listen to the experiences of people. Don't say, oh, that's just race or you're racist or whatever. No, listen and listen to what she's saying because it is important. It's the only way we're going to, you know how I feel about that. The only way to get through racism is to listen to the black community. When you listen to the voices, 
as a white person, then you actually can see, well, you're right. You're exactly right. You don't get the same. You don't. I'll always, I'll acknowledge that. You don't. I know you do. And that's why I appreciate you. Please share all of your social media handles, website, YouTube, where you sell all the good stuff. All that, right? <laughs> right on, my conservative. <laughs> your conservative handles. <laughs> so Buck Angel, Instagram, Buck Angel on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. My, my YouTube channel is Buck Angel Official, where I've been doing lots of interviews with all kinds of different people to give voice to, you know, exactly what you do. But I do it in the context of the trans community and really just giving voice to people. So I'm not the only one talking. And anytime anyone has any questions or you want some proof of things I've said, please reach out to me. It's easy to get a hold of me. DM me on any of those platforms, mbuckangel.com. And I appreciate anybody out there who wants to have the conversation. And I don't even care if you hate me, but if you just want to have some information that you're not being fed, I'd be more than happy to help you with that. Did you do Instagram? You did Instagram, right? Instagram, Buck Angel, Twitter, Buck Angel. Okay. Yeah, and those are the only ones. I, Facebook, I can't handle. <laughs> <laughs> well, Buck Angel, I said it before. I'll say it again. You are authentically and unapologetically you. Thank you center you. your experience, your work, and you worked hard to be here. And you want to yeah. support people in their struggle, people, humans, in their struggle to become themselves. We may not agree on everything, but I always want to hear your opinion. I always re appreciate what you have to say. I respect you. I appreciate you. I value you and your presence in my life. Please keep doing what you're doing, man. I follow you. Oh, you're you know, awesome. To the, to the corner and back because I always <laughs> want to hear what you have to say. Thank you for coming on today and sharing uh, your experiences. Always valued and very timely. Thank you, friend. I very much enjoy your friendship and you and you're a powerhouse. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. I'll talk to you.